Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Startup Revenue Podcast, where we help cybersecurity companies grow revenue faster. I am your host, Andrew Monaghan, and today we have a solo episode where we talk about one of the five inhibitors to startup growth. So through the podcast and all the interviews I've done with CEOs and CROs, and also through my consulting work where I work with early stage companies, uh, I get to observe what people are doing, what they're not doing, some things are doing well, some things are not doing so well. And based on a bunch of observations and findings, I put together a briefing for leaders at startups, cybersecurity companies, about the five inhibitors to their growth uh, in general in the marketplace. So I thought what I would do on this episode is talk about one of them, the first one I talk about in the briefing, and uh, take you through the observation I have, and then also show you some companies that are trying uh, not to have one of these inhibitors in place. The one I want to talk about today is what I'm terming companies playing it too safe. So the background to this is if you go and look at the market scape for uh, cybersecurity, and market scape, I mean, you know, those that diagram, that slide you see where it's just logos crammed onto the page and into different uh, boxes on the page to try and group them together to try and make sense of all the different companies in cybersecurity. And, you know, right now there's over 3,400 vendors alone in cybersecurity, not including integrators and resellers and things like that, all trying to eke out their space. And it makes a very noisy world. So when we're trying to get attention trying to get out there, trying to get people to, to notice us, often what happens is we're not doing enough to try and be noticed. Uh, and what I'm terming is that people are playing it too safe. And what I see, and I was at Black Hat last week, and I, I think there's a prime example of this, is there's lots of vendors at Black Hat. I don't know how many. It looks like a few hundred. Uh, and what you do as you walk around, as I did, is you start seeing all the messaging being bland and blending together. It's almost as if some companies are using all the same buzzwords, but in a slightly different order. Um, they might have slightly different color booths, but you know, more muted colors are, the, are generally the norm. And it's a well-worn path, right? As you're coming out of stealth and you're, you're trying to get out there, get the first real live paying customers and get beyond that into Series A, Series B. It's a well-worn path about how you do that and you know, the, the messaging that you have and things like that. And you, you see value props out there. You see benefit-laden messaging, which is good. You also see a bunch of buzzwords out there, which is not so good. But it's all about them. It's all about the product. It's, it's we do this and uh, 
you know, value statement around it. it. It's just all the same sort of stuff, but just slightly different order. And often what I see when you look at the companies that are out there is they get quickly oriented around just their product, right? What the product does very factually, logically, this is what the product does. And they start thinking a little bit small as well, right? They get focused on their little niche and their stage they're at and the things they can do right now and, and things like that. So I see this kind of general blending together of all sorts of different um, different areas. And then people sort of get very, very focused, very, very niche in what they do, very feature orientated when they're trying to get noticed out there. And uh, I was lucky enough to have uh, breakfast last week with my good friend, Jerry Clayton. And uh, he had a great observation, which was, you know, in the past, it was it almost seemed there was a Venn diagram of overlapping circles in cybersecurity of all different markets. And now it's almost like one big circle, right? Everyone's just in one big circle. And uh, what we claim to do and what we do and all the rest of it just merges all together. And that's a challenging environment when you're trying to be noticed, right? And you know, despite that, what you don't see too much of is companies trying to be bolder, trying to do things differently. And that results in most buyers not even knowing who you are. And I, I bet you there was companies, you know, individuals walking the floor at Black Hat last week, talking to some different booths about stuff. And if you ask them half an hour later what a company did or, or whatever, they probably couldn't tell you. Right? They would have forgotten by that point, um, which is a shame because we're putting a lot of work into this, right? There's uh, a lot of heartache and brains and, and uh, real hard work going into trying to pull off some startups. It's a shame that it's being scuppered a little bit by by messaging and, and things like that, which is bland and, and not differentiated. So what I believe truly is that every sub-market in cybersecurity is crying out for someone to go out there, grab hold of it, do something different, say something different, tackle it from a different angle, and be loud and bold to get the attention and get the, get the, uh, the mind share of prospects to say, that's a company that I should go and listen to. So I'm going to give you five examples here of companies that I think are doing this, right? Or have done this in the past. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, examples. Well, two or three are actually from the past, two or three from right now. So the first one is uh, Right Hand Cybersecurity. Theo Nasser is the CEO there. And you know, they're in this in the um, employee education space, you know, security awareness training, uh, a space which historically has been really bland. A lot of click through stuff that is is just mind numbingly boring. That no one really learns anything at all. It's just a case of you know clicking through some exercises to to get through some compliance checks. Whereas what Right Hand is doing is approaching this a little bit differently. And in fact, what they did recently is they came out with a series of very quick like videos uh, describing. Well, it doesn't even describe what Right Hand does. It's it's hard to explain. But there's two people, you know, the the the, the, the husband at home and the wife at home and. The husband uh, is kind of going through the checkbox exercise and the wife is finding out that he didn't actually complete the whole task, but it was just a checkbox. So I encourage you in the show notes, I'll link this out. Uh, go and look at what Right Hand have done with these adverts, right? There's just real thought going into them. It, it tackles the whole idea that, that uh, security awareness training is just a checkbox in a humorous way that stands out as different. It's got colors that are, are coordinated and it, it's rememberable. And they've really gone to the effort to make something different to how others are doing, trying to stand out in the awareness training space. So go look at what Right Hand is doing. Another one, actually, I just released an episode last week. I forget what number it is, probably number 222 or something like that, with David Klein from Kentic. 
And uh, for those that didn't listen to that episode, let me quickly summarize. Uh, Kentic is in the network observability space. Um, they're breaking into the enterprise market. It's not a pure play cybersecurity company, although they do have some links into cyber just because of uh, the observability they provide. But what they did is they, if you look at their, their YouTube channel, most of their videos get 100 to 150 views, except for two. One has 26,000 views and one has 46,000 views. The 26,000 view one is where they describe the company Kentik in the form of a perfume advert. And the perfume is called Kentik. And, uh, you know, I highly encourage you to go listen to it, uh, watch it. It's on YouTube. It's just awesome, right? And there's a very different way to tackle how do we describe what we do in a way that's not boring that people might actually pay attention. And the other video I talked about, uh, the 46,000 view, was Kentik described as if it was a 1990s infomercial. Just hilarious, right? The wait, there's more and, you know, things like that. It's just really well, well done. And you see just by, you know, intuition will tell you, but the numbers don't lie. You go from an average of 100 views to 26,000, 46,000. People are paying attention, right? It's getting the, the attention that they're looking to try and get. So they're doing things a little bit differently. Another example I'll give you is Aqua Security. Slightly different in this one, right? Uh, the cloud security space is, is, is getting busier by the day as more entrants come in. There's a couple of acquisitions recently, so maybe some will slide out. But uh, in general, there's, there's more people there. Aqua uh, have written on their homepage, we stop attacks on cloud native applications. We guarantee it. And it's the we guarantee it that's interesting, right? Because if you've been in cybersecurity for any length of time, anytime someone says you guarantee it, you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to do that, right? What do you mean guarantee it, right? It's one of these kind of pattern interrupt things that you go, well, that's a bold claim. I want to know why they guarantee it or how they guarantee it or what are they doing that they can guarantee it? It's one of these, uh, it's probably polarizing. I'd, I'd love to understand from their perspective how it's worked out for them. It's been on their webpage for many, many months. So I imagine they've tested this out to say it's working for them. You're going to have those that are switched off by it immediately, right? Here's another vendor making claims they can't back up, blah, 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 right? And maybe those people will never be your customer anyway. Uh, and there's going to be those that go, oh, that's interesting, right? Let me, go. I want to know more about that, right? And it might lodge in your brain to say, Aqua, oh, those are those guys that guarantee something, right? I want to know more about that. I want to know more about how they do cloud security, right? So they're using that bold claim as the pattern interrupt to try and get some attention that perhaps they wouldn't get. If they just said, we stop attacks on cloud native applications, I guess it explains what they do, but, you know, so what, right? I, I don't, it doesn't really capture my imagination or attention too much. It's that we guarantee it, which is the thing that does that. Um, another example, going back a year or two, uh, was silence. So, you know, going back, I don't know, must be eight years now, maybe a bit more, as the kind of next generation anti-malware endpoint companies were coming into play, Silence had to eke out their share, right? They're one of the leaders for sure, but you know, they wanted to make sure that people paid attention. They could see the value of what they're doing and how it was different. And what they created was what I was termed the unbelievable demo. And basically the idea was, you know, bring your own malware, bring your own, you know, dream it up last night in your, your lab, you know, write it up, create it, the whole thing, package it up, bring it in a thumb drive and, you know, plug it into our laptop running silence and we'll see if we stop it, right? Again, very bold, right? And I, I don't know if they ever had anyone that 
that uh, they didn't catch or, or what, but uh, just the fact that they're doing it is is interesting. You know, that's a bold claim in cybersecurity to say, yeah, we don't need to know what you have. Just bring it and we'll see if we can catch it. And I think it must have worked pretty well because, you know, a couple of things, a couple of data points. They actually went on tour with it. Uh, they were running, you know, workshops around the country, around the world uh, in, I, I don't know, probably 2015, 16, something like that, where they would go and do the unbelievable tour, they called it, right? So they were getting attention and, and getting people to come to events in each of the cities they went to. And I remember personally one time I was at RSA that year. I'm pretty sure it was RSA. And, you know, usual thing, every booth has, you know, 10, 15, 5, whatever it is, people kind of gathered around it, except for Silence, where they looked like they had like 100 people. And they were all waiting to see as, as malware was getting plugged into the laptop, what was going to happen and how it was stopping it and the whole thing. So they were getting their unfair share of attention by creating the unbelievable demo. I'll give you one more example, uh, not from cybersecurity, but uh, going back uh, many years. So Ruby on Rails was released as a programming language, I believe, 2004, 2005, something like that. And rather than just you know, shove it out there and see what happens or do a press release or wherever you might be, uh, the 37 Signals guys, David Heinemar Hansen, um, they were the ones kind of behind this. And they decided to do things a little bit differently, as they do, right? They like to do things differently. So David Heidmer Hansen went to a developer conference, went on stage in front of a few thousand developers and said, I'm going to use this new thing called Ruby on Rails to build a blog platform in 15 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm going to create something that's complex and hard in 15 minutes. And rather than just saying that and telling how you would do it, he actually did it live on stage. So there's a gutsy thing to do, right? Make a bold claim. I'm going to do something that previously you didn't think was possible. And I'm going to do it live. There's no gimmicks here. There's no slideware or shortcuts or whatever. Yes, you did it live on stage. And, you know, if you want to do some searching, as I've done recently, because I remember him talking about this years ago, but I find some examples of people talking about it recently. You got people actually saying that was the single most effective open source marketing ever done, right? Huge claims from people about the effect it had. Now, if you think about all the things they could have done that would be really boring and non-interesting and all the rest of it, that was pretty powerful, right? To go out there and do that. So, you know, my takeaway from this is that uh, there's got to be things that you can take from this that you look at what you're doing at the company, either as an individual contributor, as a leader, as a founder to say, are we just conforming to the usual way to do things or can we change it up? And one of the lessons from talking to some of these people that are doing things differently is it has to come from the top that it's okay to try and do things that might seem a little wacky, might seem a little bold, might seem to be a little bit out there. You imagine David Klein at Kentic, right? With his perfume advert, right? I asked him on the episode, did you seek permission to release the advert? He said, well, not really. They got the CEO had been on board with the idea of trying things differently and going off and doing it. And when he created the perfume advert, he didn't go say, let's go get approval from the CEO or the board to do this. They just released it, right? And it was okay to do that because he was trusted that it was going to be, you know, effective and in line with what they're trying to do. I'm sure along the way, they'll make some mistakes, right? But if you if you enable people to go and try things different, they're the ones that are going to come up with the new ideas that you haven't thought of yourself. And you're going to find that they're going to do more, much more good than bad by giving them that leeway. So that's my call to action, I guess, for you. If you feel like you're a little bit the same, a little bit samey, 
you're kind of taking a harsh look at yourself and wondering how we're doing things different. Make it okay, first of all, for things to be different. Otherwise, you'll find that everyone in the company just kind of falls along and, and, and tries to do things the same way as before. So there you have it. Uh, thanks so much for joining me again today. I hope this is inspiring and interesting for you. And I look forward to seeing some more examples of people not playing it safe, but actually going out there and making a, a bold difference. It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you'd help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, you can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber and explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.